I went into it feeling informed. Like I understood what my considerations were. I felt like it was an okay choice for my body at that time. And I don't want to feel guilty about that. And I don't want others to feel guilty about the choices that they make for their body at the time with the information that they have. We all are on our own journey of of figuring out best and right for us in any given moment of time. Welcome to the Practice Brave Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Battles, a strength and conditioning coach and the founder of Pregnancy and Postpartum Athleticism. The Practice Brave Podcast brings you the relatable, trustworthy, and transparent health and fitness information you're looking for when it comes to coaching, being coached, and transitioning through the variables of motherhood and womanhood. If you're a pregnant or postpartum athlete or a coach working with this population, this show is specifically designed for you. All right, let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to the Practice Brave Podcast. Today, I am starting off 2021 with a confession. And the confession is not like anything crazy, but it might be for some of you because I'd say the majority of people did not know that I had breast implants. And in November of 2020, I decided to remove them. And while there is so much out there about different people removing their breast implants, um, I'm not here to speak for anybody other than myself about why I got implants, how long I had them, what they were like for me, and why I removed them. So that's what I want to talk to you guys about today because I just feel like this is something that we're hearing and seeing a lot more often. And I will share my take because I'm not typically one who I want to keep it real. And I really hesitated from sharing on social media during the process of my recovery and even leading up to it. I didn't want to share on social media because I've, I've done that before. I've shared where I've been in the trenches of something. And I feel like it's just such a big responsibility to do it right and have these answers. And anytime you have an opportunity where you have influence on somebody, I feel like that has to be taken very seriously. And I needed to set a boundary for myself and protect my own energy and healing and opinions of others. But also I feel like I had to walk through this process a little bit more to gauge how I feel about it, what I'm comfortable sharing, because it is a responsibility. I think people look at uh, when people share and, and it's almost taken as education or advice. And it's a huge part of what I do And with something that is different for me, that is new for me, that's a very personal experience, I just wanted to be really careful with protecting this process and what I share and what I don't share. But maybe my experience will be something that you needed to hear, or maybe you know somebody who might be interested in this topic of conversation. So that's what we're talking about today, is me getting my breast implants out. So why did I get them in the first place? So I didn't have them for very long. I should start by saying that. I got implants put in when I had my abdominal plasty in uh, February of 2019. I got them put in because I just wanted to fill out the upper area of my breast. So I already had pretty decent sized boobs and I wanted them to just be filled out more proportionately. So I actually had just a really small implant put in 
I knew about breast implant illness. I knew that that was a consideration. I knew that it was a risk. I believed at that time that people who had pre-existing like autoimmune issues or a lot of like sensitivities that they were more prone to it. And I, I guess I just went into it feeling like it really wasn't that, not that it wasn't a big deal, but I just, I went into it feeling informed. Like I understood uh, what my considerations were. I felt like it was, it was an okay choice for my body at that time. And I don't want to feel guilty about that. And I don't want others to feel guilty about the choices that they make for their body at the time with the information that they have. We all are on our own journey of, of figuring out um, best and right for us in any given moment of time. So I got them put in and to be hundred percent honest, my body, I don't think really liked them from the beginning, how they looked initially after surgery and just the overall um, healing process. And I had some complications healing from my abdominal plasty as well, which I'll be talking about in another episode. I'm going to separate those two, even though there is quite a bit of crossover, but I just felt like my body never really liked them. They ended up being much larger than was discussed. And I was not happy with that. And so I went back three months later to actually have a revision of the scar from the abdominoplasty. And at that same time, I had a breast lift done to try to help change the shape of the breasts with the implants in them. So that was a really traumatic three-month period for me. And it didn't necessarily get better because I had the lift done. And this was three months after the original surgery. I had wound healing complications with the lift. And I just thought like, God, maybe I'm just so sensitive to everything and just at different areas sort of had like an infection on the vertical lift. It was like a lollipop lift. If you're familiar with any of that stuff and it was a horrific healing process that was just so mentally discouraging and physically, I just, I mean, I couldn't do anything because any kind of exercise would irritate that and make it worse. And so I had pretty much navigated a whole summer where I was trying so hard to be with my family, but still recovering. And I wanted to go and do all the fun things. And I just felt like, I mean, I couldn't get in the water. Like there was just a lot of different things that were a huge struggle. And again, it wasn't quite what I was hoping for aesthetically. And honestly, I knew, like I knew during that time, I was like, I just need to get these out. Like I just need to get these out, but I needed to give myself time from these two surgeries I just had from this like crazy recovery that my body was in the midst of. And so while I knew deep down that I likely wanted to get them out more so than I wanted to try and keep them in, I also needed to just let my body be for a while and recover and come down from all the medication I take from the infection and just this process of being in recovery mode, it sucked. I wanted to find some kind of like healthful baseline before I chose to have surgery again. So there's a lot of shame attached to this because I kept so much of that really private. And part of me is kind of cringing, even talking about this now and sharing it with so many of you. But I also know that things are much easier to share when you are 
on the other side of it. So I don't want to attach shame to this conversation. I just want to share what happened because I know I'm not alone. I'm a healthy young woman. I am very thorough with the information and the people I connect with. And I still had problems. And and so there's a lot of people who live with feelings like, I wish I would have known and this happened to me and it's unfair. And yeah, it it sucks. It totally, totally sucks. And I don't want anyone to feel like, like they're alone in just sort of having different unfortunate curveballs, bad luck um, that come their way and just different life obstacles to navigate, whatever that might be. So again, I knew that I ultimately wanted to get them out, but I also needed the time and space to just be and recover and just try to get to a point of acceptance and see like how, you know, maybe, maybe my body will regulate and I'll feel, we'll see how I feel when a little bit of time has passed. And then a few months later, like that I had found my rhythm, I was exercising again, feeling like, okay, this, they're still not totally what I was hoping they would look like, but it was okay enough. I started to, I noticed on my right breast that it just looked slightly different, especially when I would put my arm up over my head, there was like this, almost like this dent between where the nipple and my armpit is. And well, that's unusual. And it just looked slightly different than my left breast, but it wasn't enough where, I mean, if anybody saw me topless, they like probably wouldn't notice it, but I knew that something was different and I could feel that the right breast just felt different than the left one. And that was, that was information for me that I felt was worth paying attention to. And I know not everything is symmetrical and not, you know, healing is varied. I understand all of that, but it was enough where I was like, that's very different. So I can feel it and I'm not sure what I'm feeling. And there was just a lot of questions and I knew I needed to start seeking out different opinions because I had just been through so much and I knew I wanted to get them out, but I also wanted more context on my body. So as time went on, I went to a couple different plastic surgeons, got their opinions. It was pretty unanimous that my right breast had a capsular contracture, which is And like, I don't know, I'm not going to pretend like I know everything about breast implants or any of that stuff, but essentially it's the scar tissue that forms the capsule around the implant. Uh, For me, it was a sign that my body was rejecting it. It was hardened and sometimes capsular contractures can be really significant or really subtle. Mine was kind of like right in in between. There's different grades of it or stages of it, or I, I don't know what they refer to it as. I can't remember, but, um, so mine was kind of moderate. And so it was almost like the implant was trying to push out through that scar tissue. And a lot of the information I have come across has just, it kind of alluded to, we don't know why capsular contracture happens, but you know, it's your body forming scar tissue, which is normal, but then sometimes it's also a sign of it, your body like rejecting the implant. So that was information that I got from quite a few different surgeons, 
a lot of them suggested just swapping out the implants and trying again and hoping for a better option. I knew that was not right for me. I didn't want to go down that path. You know, like if I'm doing anything, it's, I just want to be done and this is stupid and I'm tired of caring about my boobs like this. I, if I would have known what a path I would go down, just I wouldn't bet, but here we are. So I started to notice really subtle changes in my body. And I'm not, so I mean, some people would probably disagree. I would say like, I'm not an alarmist, but I, I am a very aware of my body. And it was important to me after surgery that I was paying attention to things like blood work and how I felt. And just for me, monitoring my health in a lot of ways is very important. And, you know, when, I think when you've been through different things with your body, you've been caught off guard, maybe you are more prone to being hyper aware, but it became things that I couldn't ignore or pass off as being like healthy for me anymore. And I didn't really know why. And I knew, again, once I knew, I knew about breast implant illness, I was aware, I knew a lot of the different symptoms, but it wasn't something like I was obsessing over or was like, oh, I have breast implant illness. Not necessarily. It was just some symptoms that I was experiencing that I did not feel were normal for my body that were new. And there were no other reason for. So one thing I'm going to list some of the things that I noticed with my body, and there might be some others, but these are the ones that are more front and center. So I noticed that my hair was coming out more and I already have really thin hair. So when you are somebody who has really thin hair becomes quite noticeable when you lose it, you're like, Oh shit. Like that's not good. I'm already like hyper aware. And it was more than normal more than any other time before, more than any kind of postpartum hair loss. It was really alarming and freaked me out. My skin, I've never been somebody who has struggled with a lot of acne, but I would start, started to get like breakouts and just had just kind of acne in places like on my chest, on my neck, on just like subtle on my face that came out of nowhere, seemingly all my hormones we're totally fine. I'm not like premenopausal or anything. I did a extensive blood work. What came back with my blood work was that I have an elevated white blood cell count. So like, okay, maybe, you know, and, and I had had blood work done previously, but I thought that it being elevated was as a result of just like recovering from surgery. And that was really intense. That can elevate your white blood cell count. But as time went on, you know, I'm over, it was over a year post-op by this point, my white blood cell count was still high. And so we decided, I ended up meeting with a hematologist, which that was kind of overwhelming because it's easy to go to worst case scenario when there's no other blood work indicators of why your white blood cell count would be high. It's like, well, that's strange. Like everything else looks good. And he did extensive testing and listened to me. He knew that I was planning on getting my implants out and felt like after all of the testing we did, the only thing that he could really keep circling back to was that my body was inflamed. Your body just, there's an infection or it's inflamed, but, but you would know if you had an infection right now, because again, this was, this was a, quite a while post all of my drama. He really just kept circling back to inflammation inflammation, inflammation, which felt really believable because I felt like the shape of my face has changed, had changed quite a bit. Um, and I just felt really puffy. So everything just felt 
puffy from my arms to my neck, to my cheeks, to my stomach, to like even my legs, just things just felt larger. And it wasn't necessarily like, oh, I gained weight or there was, you know, like just different body fat, whatever. Um, My lifestyle was very consistent and it didn't feel like that either. It really just felt like the water weight, you know, when you're like early postpartum, I'm talking to you guys like you're here, but it's like where you just feel puffy. That is how I felt. And it was getting really discouraging because again, all of my lifestyle habits are really positive and very consistent. So I just felt not good. And my vision, I don't wear glasses or contacts or anything. I have really good vision. And it started to get very impacted by light. Like I, when I would sit at a certain kind of like sit down for dinner, for example, and there would be a certain kind of light, it would really bother my eyes. And he wasn't able to focus or see that well. So it became very sensitive, like yellowish looking light. It's really hard for me. And I had never had that happen before. And then digestion issues, like digestion and significant bloating. So like, it was really crazy where I just felt like I would get bloated for no reason. And I'm not somebody who, like, I don't get that phased by bloating necessarily. It was, it just felt different and almost bloating in different places. And so that was, and it, it didn't connect necessarily to a certain kind of food. Again, I'm pretty aware of all of that stuff. It was new and then digestion, anything from constipation, which was very unusual for me to then diarrhea. See, we just keep it real here. You guys talk about everything, but there was certain, certainly changes. And again, it did not matter what I ate drink, I could be great or it could be not. And that just nothing was consistent. And I have lived 30 something years of my life with pretty consistent um, awareness of my body. And these were things that had always been pretty consistent, even through babies. And I knew that something was off with my body. And that was very worth it to keep paying attention to. So during this time of interviewing different surgeons, when I was trying to figure out what the what ended up being the capsular contracture was I also started talking to them about getting my implants out. That was not necessarily always a popular option from a lot of the different surgeons out here. And I wanted to make sure that when I had an explant that it was with somebody who fully knew how to perform that surgery very well. I was not going to trust just anybody to do that kind of surgery. I was part of the Facebook group that they have for breast implant illness because that was a place where, while there is a lot of, um, (laughs) there's a lot of extremes and info out there. I really just wanted to be able to use it as a point of reference for certain things, you know, take what you need and leave the rest, so to speak. So I did use that Facebook group as a resource and um, there's actually a surgeon very local to me who was very, very well spoken of when it came to doing explant surgery. And he just came very highly recommended was doing it well, doing it right. And I had talked to quite a few people who used him and were very happy. And so it was a relief knowing that he was local to me and that he was qualified in doing this particular surgery and doing it thoroughly. So um, I met with him both virtually and through a couple different consultations. And now this is 
fast forward, we're into 2020 now. So yeah, it was with all different COVID regulations and stuff like that. I knew I wanted to get down and have a surgery date for the end of what was 2020. So I ended up having the surgery in November of 2020 to have the implants removed. And I am so, so happy with the results, both aesthetically and how I feel. This is the best my boobs have literally ever looked. And I can't believe it took all this drama to get to like what I originally wanted. Um, And I feel better. And while I'm not going to make any like direct, like, oh, like, you know, I had all these symptoms and now they're better because I got my expense out. I don't know. I'm still in the trenches of figuring out how I feel about things. I still need to get my white blood cell test done. I wanted to give my body about three months before I retest. So I'll be doing, I'll be doing that. Still be yet to do that when this airs. So I will be getting that information, but I will say that I am so happy with how I feel. I have not started exercise quite yet at this point in time, and I'm protecting this process. I am really trying to make an effort to just let my body heal. I've gone into it really with a really trying to protect and keeping a positive uh, mindset towards my body and what it takes to heal and what the space it needs emotionally, which is why I wasn't sharing on social media. You know, there's just a lot of strong opinions out there and I needed to hear my own voice and I needed to not be distracted by um, just the weight of what other people think or pressure to like do it right. You know, cause I've done that to myself before and it sucked. And I really regret a lot of that. I, I don't want to put pressure on myself to have all the answers because I don't, I don't, I'm still very much learning and trying to adjust, but I will say that some things have definitely improved. I do feel less puffy, even though I'm not like exercising or anything like that. I've been told I look different, better by like my inner circle, who knows the things about my body. Um, all of my healing has gone super well this time, no infections, no issues. And so that's another thing, like maybe my body just really freaking hated implants and was just revolting. <laughs> like who knows, right? I, I don't know. I will never have those answers as to why I had a lot of complications. I have a lot of thoughts and theories, but I certainly do not have set answers as to why I had such a hard time healing, you know, close to two years ago when I had that first surgery and the revision. So it was, it has been quite a process, but things like my digestion have improved. It seems that inflammation has improved. Obviously I'm still waiting on, um, you know, hair stuff takes a long time to have some context with Uh, my skin seems better for the most part. Um, Definitely a lot better than it was before. I'm not breaking out. I just, you know, just trying to take care of my skin. Bloating has a hundred percent improved, which is crazy. Like, because again, my diet has not changed or been, you know, way different or anything like this now compared to what it was before. Um, so that's changed a lot. And I'm really happy with the scars. I think that's something that a lot of people are super freaked out about when it comes to getting a lift or when it comes to um, getting your implants removed. I should say that I did have an anchor lift done. So 
I do have a scar that goes under each boob and then up around the nipple, but you can hardly see the vertical scar and like you, my nipples look totally normal. <laughs> um, we're all friends here. So um, the vertical scar is, it's already less noticeable than what my previous scar was, which is, again, it's crazy to me that at right now I'm currently five-ish weeks post-surgery and my breasts look better now than they ever did previously with scarring, with healing, with just the overall aesthetic of them. So it's, I've had a, a very different recovery process. And that was even with, I should say, because again, I want to try to keep it real. I do feel like a problem child sometimes because at 10 days post-op from the explant, I had to have a emergency surgery, which isn't as scary sounding as that sounds. <laughs> um, but I had a small hematoma on my right breast you know, same breast where there was that capsular contracture. So who knows? That was like my drama queen boob. Um, and I had to have that drained. And I did that in his office because just going into the hospital and another, just that whole ordeal, especially with COVID, we both chose to just do it under local anesthesia and <laughs> spent our like Friday evening together in his office with him performing surgery. Um, on my boob again. So he just had to open up a small area of my under boob and like scoop out the like hematoma, the clot. So that was fun. But guys, after that happened, I just thought it was like disproportionate swelling. And he was very thorough and made sure like when I sent him a picture, I was like, I don't know if something's right about this. He's like, yep, come on in. And we were able to address it. And I felt like a hundred percent better. Like my boobs were a lot more proportional. After that, because there was less fluid in the right one, but I will say my surgeon, and his name is Dr. Rubenstein, so I, I do feel very comfortable sharing his name because he has been absolutely wonderful and has assured me over and over and over that my concerns are valid and they're real and that I do not need to hesitate to ask him questions or to come in and that he would take care of me and like basically acknowledged the trauma I'd been through and assured me that he would be with me and that he would do a really great job. And he just kept assuring me of that. And it's true. And I really cannot believe the difference in how I look and how I feel. And I'm still like in the very beginning stage of this, even when you guys hear this podcast um, Ali will still, you know, be pretty early on in the healing process. If you have breast implants and if you've ever questioned getting them out, and there's a lot of heavy emotions attached to that process. And I understand the fears around what they'll look like or what the recovery process will look like. And there seems to be a universal theme from a lot of different people who have a variety of symptoms is that people feel better after they do, whether it's just the mental relief of knowing that it's out of your body and that they're out of your body or that you won't have to keep getting repeat surgery every 10 years or that um, symptoms will eventually appear. Or if there's things you've noticed about your body that aren't right, 
that don't feel in line with everything else, you are not crazy. I think like that's, that's the other hard part about this too, as I, I don't feel like I am somebody who can identify and say like, I had breast implant illness. I don't, I don't know, but there are quite a lot of people that really struggle that have very real symptoms and they get dismissed quite a bit and it is not fair. And even some of the things that I had talked to one of my doctors about got um, very dismissed. And I was like, well, you know, I'm trying to figure out like what's going on with me because this is happening and that's happening. Just kind of all these things. And of course we always want to blame hormones, but my hormones were all hundred percent. Okay. A nurse got sent in and said, you know, like we were, we were told to give you a mental health screening. Like, okay. Like I am all for, um, you know, mental health support and resources, but I am not like, this is not what I'm here for. I am, it's not what I'm here for. I am not losing it. I'm not just hyper. Um, I don't know. I'm like not trying to make a problem out of nothing here. And that was a really shitty feeling, just feeling like, and that was when I was kind of in the trench of trying to get some more answers and get some more blood work done. I had to keep kind of advocating for something's not right with me or my body. And I don't know exactly what it is. And I'm trying to figure it out. Help me figure it out. No, I don't, I do not need a mental health screening for this. Like <laughs> that's not the the initial answer. And so it really took a lot of advocating to then work with a hematologist and to just get more data because data tells us more than feelings do sometimes. <laughs> so um, my feelings were validated by how I feel now. All of the anxiety and worry and pay, feeling like I'm paying like this hyper attention to my body all of that feels like it's paid off now. I feel like I'm over the hardest part of healing, which is those initial, you know, that initial month I'd say is you got to be really, really intentional, a lot of rest, a lot like true sit on your butt and do not do anything and pay for the help, but however you need to rest. Like I see people do a lot too soon in so many different seasons of their life, postpartum or after any surgery and we really have to be able to let our bodies just chill. Um, I will say the hematoma was uh, surgically related. At least that's what we very much believe because the breast felt like that from the beginning. We just thought it was a lot of the trauma from that breast having more of the scar tissue and more work that had to be done on it. But you know, some people have hematomas because they do a lot too soon before their body's ready for it. So that's just something to be aware of if you are um, in your own recovery process, we're thinking about that is just truly, truly, truly prioritizing, prioritizing rest and just, you know, really gentle, like just walking and, and building up to your activities of daily living. I know I'll be asked like what implants I had. I had mentor silicone, uh, implants, but people who have saline also seem to have breast implant related issues from symptoms or just, wanting them out or not them not like totally looking right. And, and that's what we know. We do have evidence that just, that does say like, once you get a set of implants, you will likely have surgeries for the rest of your life. And that's something I feel like is not shared. Often people will tell you that they'll like last forever. And now after really seeing quite a few breast implants and what, they look like with women who've had them in for 20 years, 30 years, uh, et cetera. 
that's not something I wanted in my body for that long. And I just knew that, like I knew it. And I, frankly, I feel like I knew it from the beginning. You cannot change that part. So my body has been through quite a bit and I've sat and tried to say like, you know, a mantra I had in 2019 was like, teach me what I need to know. Teach me what I need to know. Teach me what I need to know because it was such a frustrating year. And now I feel like I have a lot of context and I can connect so many different challenges and seasons that women will experience in their life, not just with pregnancy and postpartum where so much of my business and my world exists, but just like how we navigate advocating for ourselves and our health and our bodies, especially when something doesn't feel right or we something needs to be different. Like there is so much power that we have when it comes to trusting our intuition and trusting the professionals to help guide that unique process, even if it's a rough, confusing road. I'm grateful. I had an excellent surgeon that he was so thorough and listened to me and I'm glad to be through it. So uh, thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode. I know it was a lot of rambling. I feel pretty anxious sharing this process and story because again, a lot of you didn't even know I got them in the first place. And I kept that private because it is such a intimate thing. And there's so many opinions about if you get implants, oh, you're so uninformed. And then if you get them out, then, oh, you're just like part of this conspiracy theory. And like, don't be a dick. Like, just don't. Like, people are on their own path and their own journey of figuring out what they want for their body. And they don't need your opinion or your negativity. They just need your support and listening and understanding. So, And if you are somebody who feels shame for your choice or your circumstance or whatever it might be, just know that you're not alone. And all of our complications and struggles and choices and things that we maybe wish we would have done differently are they're telling a story and they're helping others. And we are all figuring out our own path and our own answers. And you're just not alone in that process. It just looks different for all of us. So thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate it. share this episode with somebody you know who may be experiencing similar things, who might be on a similar journey, who might be considering that journey. I, again, I try to keep it real and not fall into any extreme way of thinking. If you told me tomorrow that you're choosing to get breast implants, like, and that's what you are choosing to do from an informed place, I 100% support that. Is your body and your choice. And if you tell me that like, oh my God, I feel like I'm just dying. I have all these autoimmune issues, really, like really struggling. I have this, this, then get them out. Okay. Like, yeah, hundred percent support you getting them out. How can I help you? Right. So we are all on a path to expressing better empathy and understanding for things that carry a lot of shame when it comes to women's bodies and what we all experience just in different capacities and different ways. So thank you guys. Pass it on. I would really love to know if You've been on a similar journey and I'll be sharing this on Instagram soon, probably. (laughs) Thank you for listening. After re-listening to this episode, I realized there was one really important thing that I forgot to include, which was the method used to remove the implants. So I had a total capsulectomy done in block. So all, all that means is my implant was taken out inside the capsule. So it was removed in one piece versus 
um, leaving any capsules, which forms around the implant inside my body. That's really important. If you're somebody who is looking at getting your implants out is to have an in-block total capsulectomy. So just wanted to add that part. And again, you can find a surgeon who does that. You just have to be really careful because yes, anybody can put them in and take them out, but there is a lot of skill and attention to detail that is really required for doing this surgery and doing this surgery well. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you are a postpartum athlete and you're really trying to figure out what next, what does my return to fitness look like? What do I do about my core, my pelvic floor? How do I get back into the movements I want to do in a way that I feel really confident about? I have you covered because I know exactly what it's like to be where you are as a coach, as an athlete, and as a mom. So I want you to download six exercises for the first six weeks postpartum. It's a free resource and it just goes over everything that I think is really important to take into consideration during those early weeks postpartum. Now, if you're ready to begin more of an exercise program, say you've been cleared by your doctor or midwife, I have a eight week postpartum athlete training program, which acts as the perfect entry back into fitness, into the gym, into the kind of movement that you want to do where it's still respecting the changes your body has gone through and how your baby was delivered, but it really helps connect your rehab into the kind of fitness that you want to do in a way that's relatable and fun and exactly what your body needs right now on behalf of your long-term function and performance.